what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and happy holidays, happy new year. Uh, I know, guys, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I did a podcast. I've been busy with the holiday season, but we are going into week 17 in the NFC West. Um, and I got a treat for you guys, too, because not only are we going to talk really NFC West heavy like we always do, but I have a guest I guess from the AFC West, I have my boy, AJ, Adrian, AJ from the Bay. AJ, are you here? Yeah, hey, hey, what's going on, Just the West? Thank you for having me on your show. It is a pleasure to bless this mic, even though it's NFC West stuff, but I figure I can bring that AFC West flavor, and uh, man, we can get into it. So just a little bit of context, guys. Why is AJ from the Bay here? Because, um, you know, I've known AJ through real estate. He actually asked me... About a month ago, or a couple months back, he was like, Just the West, the Raiders and the Niners, they are playing on New Year's Day. I need to hop on this pod. Let's fucking go. And at the time, too, I mean, you know, we can go into it a bit more, but at the time, the Raiders were in play of contention. They still are. Um, but a lot has changed since he last hit me up about the Battle of the Bay. Man, you're saying that really super sweet right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) a lot has changed since. I appreciate, I appreciate what he's saying, man, but you know, a lot has changed obviously, but, but yeah, at the time when we were originally talking, there was a lot of hope and it looked like, you know, with the team and the bolstered lineup that, uh, that the Raiders had that, wow, this might be, this might be looking pretty good. And I believe at the time, you know, hands down, man down. Uh, Trey goes down and then, you know, you have Jimmy G who stepped up and was like, okay, he knows the system. He knows what he's doing. And he's more than able and more than capable of keeping your team afloat. And, you know, with the weapons that the Raiders picked up in Devontae Adams and seeing, you know, what Derek Carr did the year before bringing that team to the playoffs, a team with chaos and dysfunction, losing their head coach in Gruden, going down to misogynistic and homophobic remarks and emails for a quarterback like that to step up and be your vocal leader, be your captain, and take that team into the playoffs and and come within a score. That's right. Within a score to beat the Bengals. And the Bengals, I mean, right now, I'm thinking, for me and my money, I'm thinking that it's going to be the Bengals potentially versus your 49ers okay, okay. in the Super Bowl. And, that's, and that would be a money game to watch, in my opinion. But you had that Raiders team that close, and I was hoping that this year would have been that progression step moving forward for D.C. and having his homeboy, Devontae Adams. Fresno State, boys, we out here. Yeah, yeah Fresno State looking good. You, know, you, had, you had my Filipino cub of buying Josh Jacobs running like a beast this year. Career year. Uh, potentially the rushing leader. You know, potentially yeah. the rushing leader right now. I mean, there was a lot of great things on our offense. You had Darren Waller and Renfro that happened to go down, but you're getting them right back at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. But, you know, Derek Carr turned into the choke artist that he is. Oh, ouch. I, I'm sure. You know, I mean, that's that's a hard thing to come to and say. I love how this is being recorded. I'm going yeah. to take, take it all in. Take it You're all in. Take all this in because I'll tell you something. Two playoff appearances in nine years for the guy. Yeah. One, he, he, well, he broke his leg. Well, he, he broke his leg. Yeah. And you know, that was the most unfortunate year because in my opinion, that was an MVP caliber year that he was having that's right. under Jack Del Rio. Like, honestly, he had Greg Knapp as his offensive coordinator. That was the best I think I've ever seen Derek Carr. He was on his way to an MVP caliber season. And then a week or two before the playoffs, 
breaks his leg. I mean, I felt for the guy. I felt so bad for yeah. the guy. And then, and then what happens? I mean, he's been one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's only missed like three games in nine years. That's right. He's going to miss game four and five. Not not by his choice. Not, not by injury. You yeah, know, yeah. this is... But I mean, you know, if you take a look at, you know, dollars and cents in a business, right? Because right, at the right. end of the day, this is a business, this right? This is a business. If you, if you mess around and you have him out there, even on a practice field, and he gets hurt, right. he's going to be owed a lot of money. Like, we're talking about in the sum of those next two years, a little bit north of $40 million? Yep, that's about right. But I will say this, though. Uh, I listened to a couple other pods. It's just weird because he was, to your point... The stalwarts, the leader of the franchise last year, amidst Gruden, amidst Henry Ruggs. Oh my God! Right, and and you're gonna just tell him not not to come, not even be in the facility. Oh no, I think that that was kind of I don't know, man. You know, know? the thing is, I'm not sure about saying don't be in the facility, but I think that that's more of like, you know, a personal shot to him. Right. I, I think I think for him, it's more like that's his pride setting aside. This is a team that he's he's spoke highly about and said, you know, despite all the bonehead moves and, right. and the bad, you know, management moves, right. you know, flipping offensive coordinators, I want to say like seven offensive coordinators in nine years. Yeah. You yep. know, and 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 the number of different head coaches he had, he was finally starting to catch a groove under Gruden, right? Because yeah. Gruden, I mean, the last time the, the Raiders were really making some noise is when Gruden was there and he took a guy like Rich Gannon, a journeyman, and made him an MVP. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. So so you're talking about getting a guy like Gruden back and having and having finally a, a quarterback that could do the things that he needed to do. It took a little bit of time for them to get on page, but that year starting off the year before all that stuff came out, Raiders were three and zero. They were Raiders they were three and zero, and they were looking like, wow, this is the Raiders. Hello, Ra- knock if you're with me, right? Hard knocks, right? <laughs> you know that that's. That's that's where they were at, and and they were looking good, and all of a sudden, boom, controversy. And he was able to help keep that ship afloat, you know. And and it was it was a shame to see. All right, we're not going to promote Rich Bisacci, right? Yeah. Who who is the interim head coach? Yep. Who was able to to help lead that team in the right direction? The guys rallied behind that guy and played for him. Oh no, certainly. But but to go in the direction of picking up a guy like Josh McDaniels. And and to go and get a new GM, all New England, yep. right? All New England yep, yep. guys. All right, all right, all right. You know, Mark Davis. Okay, okay. I see what you're trying to do. All right. Um, I knew that this year was going to be somewhat of a bumpy year, but if you're going to give this guy another year, in my heart of hearts, I think that you know maybe you you give DC at least one more year but i know it's a lot of money to say right it's it's easy, easy for me to say it's not my money right well the devil's in the details so last last season they gave him a uh, what a 3 year 120 million dollar yep. extension but the devil's in the details after one year they gave themselves an out which they are now exercising, exercising. yeah exactly. no, absolutely cuz you know what i i get it too like mark davis he's looking around he's looking around the league and everything like that and then here he sees this three-ring circus in the Bay Area, right? Right. He sees the 49ers go through not one, not two quarterbacks, but have to rely on the very last pick in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant, baby. Mr. Irrelevant, yep. Mr. Unknown, looking pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> yep. And and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this kid is not tainted by anybody. He was put and used in a system where... Where the system is protecting him, yeah. But at the same time, too, 
He's also protecting himself by getting himself out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. I've seen him rush for touchdowns. I've seen him throw the ball with accuracy. I've seen him be fearless. And and honestly, Derek Carr has not been the most accurate quarterback this year. Or the most mobile. I will say, unfortunately, when he when he broke his leg, still good, still durable, obviously. But he just that, you know, throw it, throw it in, in, in the backyard sort of football that he had, yeah. that moxie. Yeah. It, it was lost the last couple yeah. of seasons. No, you know? it was. It yeah. was. I think, I think what, what ended up turning into... Was um, you know a check down Charlie kind of guy, yeah. you know, like yeah. play, make the safe play, you know, give what the defense gives you, you know, make that play, which I get, you know, that's fine, that's smart football. Um, it was a shame because last year we did have that deep threat in Henry Ruggs, yep, who just had wheels, and I saw a lot of bombs, mm-hmm. and that that was old school Raiders football. Give me a first down and just go throw me a touchdown right now. Right. Right. And and that's something that you could see and you definitely know that he has the arm for it. This year, for whatever the reason is, it's either A, he's overthrowing these players or B, he's just not throwing the players open. Yeah. You know, and that's a hard thing. Like if you have a franchise quarterback, you want to have a quarterback that can either get the ball there accurately or if not, you're making the throw to give your receiver an opportunity to get more yards. A lot of these passes I've been seeing to start the year off, they're behind receivers. Mm-hmm. They're not being put into good position. He's getting his receivers lit up. And then in the last game against the Steelers, oh my gosh, three picks. You could have had easily two more touchdowns over there. He's not a you, cold weather quarterback. No, <laughs> no, not, not, no, not, not, no. Well, I mean, no, I take, you know, he, he, I've seen him play in cold weather. He could play okay. in cold weather, okay. right? He, okay. He's, he's traveled to Denver and he's won in snow. You know, we've seen that. And we've seen them win in Pittsburgh. But to lose to a rookie quarterback where everyone's saying that it's the Raiders' defense that has been shitty all year, right? Right. Ranked in the 30s, like in, 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 in sacks and in interceptions, which, which I can get, but it doesn't help the defense when your quarterback can't get you first downs and you're constantly out there getting burnt and have to save the day. Tough. It was tough. It was, uh, shoot, that was... Yeah, that, that, that was, was ugly. That was a ten. That was a ten to three lead heading into the fourth quarter. Primetime game too. Primetime game. Everyone was watching. When everything counted. Yeah. And you had Pickett come through and show Steeler Steeler Nation that 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 they're the that that they found themselves a quarterback. Yeah. Like as Mark Davis, you have to be sick to your stomach. Like I gave you nine years, man. I, I paid you all this money. I'm giving you all the weapons you need. You got everybody back. You can't get me two first downs. That's not your coach. At the end of the day, players got to make plays. And if your quarterback is out there sailing out passes, throwing it seven, eight feet in front of their receivers, not giving them an opportunity to make plays, sorry, man. Devontae Adams can't throw the ball to himself. No. no. Waller can't throw the ball to himself. And, and to your point, that might have been the um, you know, nail in the coffin, honestly. I, honestly, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. And then you turn on the tube and you look at all these other teams that have like you know rookie quarterbacks, sophomore quarterbacks, and they're taking their teams deep and far. Purdy, psst, you know, coming in midway through the season, not yeah. even midway through the season, and, and doing what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And showing that he's not just a backup, but you're going to have a serious quarterback, you know, conversation at the end of the year, depending on how far he takes his team. Well, let's... Uh, let's you know, Justin West, let me ask you something, man. Let me ask you something, Justin West. Think about this, right? Let's say Purdy does the thing. Let's say he takes you all the way to Super Bowl and wins it. Right. Right? You 
you had Jimmy G, you know, porn star Jimmy over there, <laughs> taking the team all the way, but then, you know, choking at the end, doing what Jimmy does best, right? Yep, to Emmanuel Sanders. He had him. He had him. He had him against the Chiefs. That's he had him, right? right? So so you, you have that, you know, can get you to the dance, but but can't finish. And then and then you got Trey, who, who you're hoping was the heir apparent, but you're starting to realize, man, he's no Jalen Hurts. The thing about... The thing about Trey Lance, by the way, I have a Trey Lance jersey right now oh, as we're recording this podcast. I mean, um, you know, for the Niners, they've seen your Josh Allens, your Russell Wilsons, your Patrick Mahomes. You know, you can have a, an amazing defense, right? But if you have a quarterback as dual threats as those aforementioned names, they can make plays, and it, and it really sucks. And so they tried to get their version of the Josh Allen super raw out of North Dakota, but... Uh, he remains a work in progress, and he needs the reps. And unfortunately, you know, with those injuries, he hasn't been given the opportunity. Um, the jury's still out there for him. But to your point, if Purdy were to complete the Cinderella story, the job is his. The right? job is his, right? It, it, right? it has to be. It has to be, right? And at the very least, it's a good problem to have, even from a salary cap perspective. Let's just say whatever happens for the Niners, whatever they do in the postseason. Jimmy G, maybe he'll go to the Raiders. Maybe he'll go to the Jets. Maybe he'll go to the Colts. But... You will have Purdy and Lance under contracts, relatively peanuts in comparison to what would you have to pay for a veteran quarterback. So you know, I'm glad that you bring that up, and I'm glad, gl- really glad you bring that point up because this is my thought process, right? Oh. You know, the Raiders already made it pretty crystal clear that they're done with Derek Carr, right? So Derek Carr, you know, people can say what they want about him. He is a top tier quarterback if if given the right system. I'm sure that there's going to be another team that's going to be out there that's looking at him that's going to be like, wow, that's sexy. I I, I could use that, right? Because it's hard finding a quarterback in the NFL and and for someone who's got, you know, what he's got and the tools he has, I, I think that he could be really effective. There are some teams that are ready to win right now. You'd be surprised about how many good teams that are so quarterback deprived that they just need... They don't need the world and beyond. They just need someone that, that can get the job done. Just look at look at the New York New Jersey Nets. Yeah. I mean the the, the, the the Jets. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Jimmy G. Well, you know Zach Wilson has been a total bust. So yeah. and their team is ready to go. Yeah. And you know what the thing is? They poor poor Zach Wilson. He's a kid, man. He's 23 years old. He's yeah. he's, he's he's young. Like, yeah. He's really young. Um, and that's going to take a little bit of time. But maybe he needs to sit behind a quarterback and learn something real quick. And maybe that's what Derek Carr can provide. Yeah. Right. Maybe he could provide that kind of like tutelage. Now, what I'm thinking for the Niners, at least, and what I'm kind of seeing is, you know what? You're right. If Purdy does it and he goes and takes you guys to win a Super Bowl this year, you got to give him the nod. But you're right. Trey Lance is still a work in progress. Exactly. You put him behind him over there just in case something happens. And then you can have at least your, your two quarterbacks that you can rely on that, that understand the system. Right. It makes sense for the cap. For the cap and everything iron else. Iron sharp, yeah. sharpens iron. Yeah. We're not, you know, we don't have to pay Purdy a big contract yet or anything. So you might as well let both, as well. both of them ride out and see what, what it takes, you know. And, and, you know, and then to feed the Raiders on the other side, the Raiders, you know, Devontae Adams is not going to stick around for a reclamation project. They're not going to, they're not going to stick around to say, okay, let's rebuild and let's go and find a quarterback in the draft. They're not going to do that. They but gave up two first-round picks for the kid, Devontae yeah. Adams. Yeah. yeah. They, so yeah. so they, they still need to find a quarterback in the draft. I agree with that. But, you know, maybe make a play for Tom Brady and reunite Tom Brady with Josh McDaniels. They understand the system. 
You give him a better. Oh, the Tom Brady. They, they, I, the Tom Brady talk, right? I love how you brought that up because I've heard that in several circles. So so much Ooh, because because think, that would be juicy. because because think about this, right? Think about this. He's going through a divorce, right? There's only so much you can do in Tampa. Yeah, I mean it's uh, put Tom Brady in it's Sin not Miami. City. Yeah, that's put, right. Put Tom Brady in Sin City, right? Oh give, my God! Give this man a sexy new building where you can play indoors, but with on grass. Yeah. Not like these other turf, yeah, you know, yeah. domes, right? Yeah, that's right. He's he's still accurate in throwing passes. Now instead of Gronk, he's throwing to Darren Waller. Right. right. In, in, instead of instead of Vincent, he's throwing to Devontae Adams. You got third and Renfro that's running out there, you know, in the slot. And and who did he make infamous in the slot? Guys like Wes Welker. That's right. Danny Amendola. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. Think about that offense with the Tom Brady. Or even a Jimmy G. I could see it. You can give him a who can manage that. Who can manage that short short yardage? Give him a, either Tom Brady or Jimmy G. Similar to what you gave Carr, a three year deal mm-hmm. with a couple clauses, but yep. you, know, you know it stretches it out a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can totally see it happening. I mean, think about it. I mean, that would be a good band aid in between because that team is a win now team. They just need a they just need a different direction quarterback. The defense. The DBs need to pick up, without a doubt. But I mean, you got Mad Max over there on the other side. The guy's a the guy's a G. Yeah. Um, same draft class as Nick Bosa, by the way. Same, Four, same. What fourth round pick? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, and 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 uh, Max Crosby, he was he was in the second round. Was he second round? Man, he was second round. Because okay, okay, think okay. about it. In that same draft, who who they pick up? Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell has been a bust. Yeah. You know, did. they let him go and then they brought him back. Yeah, but yeah. he's been playing much better coming in, in that secondary unit on defense and coming in now. Right. Uh, Cam Jones, like, he got injured, so they put him on IR right now. Uh, who knows if they're going to bring him back. But hopefully they do because, you know, him him out there, they were looking pretty good. Right. Perriman, they had to go put him in IR, IR right now because they don't want any further injury to this guy. That so sucks. Perryman and Chandler Jones, they're, they're out. You know, they're out. Yeah. They're out. And, and who knows if they're out the door altogether. But I mean, those guys were very serviceable uh, defensive players, and, and I think I think if you can bolster that defense and get them the right quarterback, I mean, the offense you already have Josh McDaniels calling the show on offense over there. Give him a quarterback that understands his offense and what he's been running. He's worked with Jimmy G. He's worked with Tom Brady. It's true. AJ from the Bay, do you want to shift gears? And t- I got you all warmed up, hyped and ready. You want to talk about the game at hand then? Yeah, let's talk about the game at hand. Okay, so having said that, you know, looking at the NFC West, so you have the, you have the Niners, they, they clinched the NFC West. Um, they're 11-4, Seahawks are 7-8, and eight, the Rams are 5-10, and 10, the Cardinals are 4-11. and 11. So they're all playing on New Year's Day. They're all playing on Sunday. Um, but let's get into the meat of potatoes of, of why I have you here. Uh, talk about that Niners Raiders game, mm. and after that we can briefly talk about the other NFC West games at hand. Obviously, I want to put an emphasis on the NFC West, but um, you know, with the West won by the Niners, uh, I want to get to this matchup at hand because you have the Niners at Vegas, one o five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The line, you know, uh, guess the line right now because uh, Derek Carr is not playing. You have Jared Sidham. As the new starting quarterback for the for the rest of the season, he comes from New England, uh, from Josh McDaniel's system. Uh, what do you think the line's going to be for this? <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you something. Uh, final score is going to be a lot to a little, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay. but I would say I, I would probably say 
Uh, I, I don't know what the line is yet. I haven't had a chance to take a look. Uh, but guess. I'm yeah. going to say Niners are favored by 13 in this game. 13. Uh, over, under. Listen, it can be high scoring. What do you, how do you feel this? Um, I think that this is going to be, you know, I think that this is going to be a low scoring affair, to tell you the truth. Um, you have New Year's Eve right around the corner. Uh, who knows if uh, if the Niners are going to be out there in Vegas enjoying life a little too much, maybe sipping their Kool-Aid just a little too hard. That's right. That's right. You know, you never know. Um, so I, I would say this is probably going to be on the under. And um, Over and under what? Like, what would you think? Ooh, the over total? under. Just, just, just feel, feel, feel me. I, I have the numbers right here. I just want to. Over under. I'll say it's going to be under under 35. Damn. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Wow. Man. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: the Niners they opened at six with Derek Carr. They opened at yeah. six. Now it's like nine and a half, ten. Okay. Nine and a half, ten. So you're you're at thirteen. Okay. So fair enough. Double digit, double digit home dogs. By the way, home dogs. Home dogs yeah. at at Vegas. Over under forty two and a half, which is about if if all things are considered, usually forty two is like you know twenty one, twenty. That's like yeah. that's about average. Um, you know what, actually, that's funny, because I was actually thinking 42, and I was going to say 42, but I was really thinking, I was like, you know what, you got a guy who really hasn't played much football. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, if you think about it, he's been sitting behind DC for all those years, and Derek Carr's only missed three games total. Yeah. How much is this man really playing? I think... How, so. how much first How much first team reps does this guy ever get? I think career-wise, he's had about, I don't know, three, four starts, but I, I saw his QBR rating for those four starts is like... 1820 he's got three three interceptions Kyle yeah. Shannon has actually played against him a couple times yeah fantastic yeah right yeah he's awesome so so here's my Look thing at my though. Chops. here's here's, <laughs> here's here's my thing right I don't think you know to, to put this in Vegas terms I think the Raiders are playing with house money here because sure. they have nothing to lose they're already they're already uh, benching and taking out you know people that they need to right yeah they're going to go out there and they're going to play the game anyways. They're going to play with pride. You know, there's an odd chance, like a 20-team parlay chance, that the Raiders actually make it into the playoffs, right? It's ridiculous. It's pipe dream wishes, right? I think they need to win out. And I think three, four teams, you know, blah, 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 loses. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they technically have a chance. They, so you're saying there's a chance. So, yeah. so in, in the great <laughs> movie of Dumb and Dumber... With the with right. the one percent, the point zero zero one percent Samsonite chance. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. So I'm telling you, they're playing with house money because the Niners, even though they have the NFC West sewed up, they still do have something to play for. Like they're trying to shoot for like maybe the two, the or, two the, or, or the one or, or the one seed, right? Vikings Eagles and no. and home field advantage is very very important, especially this time of year when you can. You know, you take a look at the potential teams that you're going to face. Like, if you have to face the Vikings, at least you're in a dome. But let's face it, man. Aaron Rodgers is not out of this hunt. No. Actually, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind uh, if they played the Packers again. You know, the, smile. history, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, history, history, right? history shows you, right? But but I'll tell you something. Like, I was watching that Niners game, what was it, last week or something, when they were playing at home. Yeah. How great was that weather? To it play, was it was a one to play outdoors like that and yeah. that, that kind of weather yeah. in the winter yeah versus the the shit show that you know other teams were facing out in the snow and everything like that and having to face sleet and all that you know you yeah you're in the bay area no frozen tundra come yeah, on no, no frozen tundra <laughs> right you know, frozen tundra is what 45 degrees yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying i at most i know we're spoiled you know super spoiled man but um even though you guys have a real shit stadium i mean still it's like a, you know it's 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, shots Ooh, fight, fired. Fighting words. Yeah, okay. fighting words. I mean, you guys are actually going to get to be in a really nice stadium this uh, this Sunday. Um, you know, but, like, that's the thing. It's like the Niners actually have something to really, like, a, a goal, like a target that they can hit. And and if 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 they don't get their stuff together and they're out partying thinking that they got this game in the bag, there's no Derek Carr, Cam Jones is in there, you know, Perriman's out. Some people who are stepping up, they're trying to make a name for themselves. So, they're trying to make a roster. I get the trap game vibes, you know. You know the, this, yeah, this could be a, this could be a trap game. I get. I, I knew when I saw the cal- calendar schedule when it came out. I put this. I marked it because I'm like, this is really weird. New Year's yeah. Day at Vegas. You know, at the time, you know, Battle of the Bay vibes. Yeah. Um, this could be really wonky. You know, oh. this could really throw a, a, a wrench in, in, in the tool shed. It could really mess with you and um I, i'm confident in that sense that kyle shannon he's even alluded to it he's been asked the question you know you won the west you have a couple games out and here's the question as old as time um you won the west do you want to rest your players or do you want to continue to play them risk injury but keep them sharp right and shanahan at least from what he's alluded to uh during his time you know even with his father he's he's seen that hey it's, it's better to keep your players um, engaged, sharp, because if you give them like a two-week buy or whatever and you go to the playoffs, there's some innate rust. Yeah. There's some innate rust. So they've actually said that Debo Samuel, you know, thank God it wasn't season-ending, but he's, he's practicing right now. He's He was on the field yesterday, limited in practice. They might, they probably shouldn't, um, but he might play against uh, the Raiders, but he's definitely going to play against the Cardinals the following week. But I think that the Niners are well coached enough to be aware, especially since the last couple of years for postseason, that they can't fuck this up. Yeah, no, they can't no, fuck no, this up. no, and and that's the thing. Like, I I, I agree with you. You know, um, to get Debo back at the time you're getting him back is awesome. You know, but again, training wheels, right? Slowly get him out there exactly. a couple of plays. He doesn't have to play too hard. But just getting him warmed up again. Don't in, run him down in, the middle. In yeah. gear, for, yeah. in gear for the playoffs. Yeah, it's right where you want to be. Um, you know, you got your star talented athletes over there who are playing defense. That you know, you want them to play hard always, but then maybe not too hard where they injure themselves, right? Yeah. Um, but then again, like I said, you're going to have a Raiders team that has absolutely nothing to lose but to play the game, and you got a Raiders team that's already there in Vegas, so. Them being out there around the party scene, that's nothing new to them. They've seen Spearmint Rhino Monday through Friday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they've seen, <laughs> they've seen Omnia. They've been, they've been there. They've done that. Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. I'm dating myself here, boys and girls. Um, but um, but they but they've been out there, right? And and you get a team like the Niners with Debo vibes. I'm glad you said that too. Uh, I know they're on their high horse right you now. Know, they're on their high yeah, horse. Yeah. They're in the building. They're feeling like yay. You know so. <laughs> You know, so they they might be out there, and and you know what, yay area travels. Like you know, like I'm not one of those like Raider fans that's a Niner hater. I got a lot of Niner friends. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. just the West. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're one of my closest I friends. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate the love. So um so I know how the the, the yay area gets down when when they head on out to Vegas, and All it's right. it's about to be Fizz Nation out there, and a lot of people are gonna be in the building filling themselves. Oh yeah, you're gonna see see red. I'll you tell know, you that. you're gonna see a lot of red yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, if if Southwest can get their act together. Sure. Um, you know, like you're going to see a lot of red in, in, on those planes going back and forth. And, um, and I'm, I'm expecting, you know, Raiders always travel well, win, lose or tie Raider till I die. So Raider, Raider nation will show up, but Niner empire will definitely be in the building. 
I'm I'm actually projecting maybe a 50 50 60 40 where it's gonna oh it's, for attendance yeah for okay. attendance wise okay. it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a an interesting looking game it's gonna be do, like some uh, some do you think the news of Derek Carr will de- deject Raider fans or do you think the still you know what I'm oh, saying no right? no never man like it it doesn't matter man like I I trust me I've been in a ton of Raider games you know like uh. I was, I was I was born in Los Angeles, so I was an LA Raider, you know. Um, and you see you see how crazy people were in LA for that those games. Nobody's other fans wanted to show up because that was gang gang. Um, you know, in Oakland, you you get out there and you see games. Uh, you only see a few fans of other teams, and it doesn't matter what the record is, winning or losing. Raider fans show out. They show up. Right you know, like they they travel. They people get in their Winnebagos and they drive out and they camp out. They have to. They were hang, hanging out the days in uh, if they needed to. You know, um, parking lot pipping at its finest. Um, but but this you know, unfortunately, personally, I haven't been out to Vegas yet, so I haven't seen what the vibe looks like yet out there. But from what I can see, they still got Violator out there. They still got they still got you know Gorilla Rilla out there. They got they got all the other you know. Raider faithful out there, so um, I'm I'm projecting to see Raider Nation still show up, be loud, show out, Raiders all up and down. You know that's going to be like that. The torch going to be lit, um, but Niner Empire, you're gonna you're gonna be in for some business, man. Bang bang Niner gang. So <laughs> from an X's and O's perspective, you know when the Raiders have the ball, the Niners on the defense. If I'm the Niners, and you know, I, I can understand why they wanted to uh, sit Derek Carr because if he gets hurt against the Niners' pass rush, you have Nick Bosa playing at a very high level. He has 17 and a half sacks. He needs two more, or he needs, oh, if he gets two more sacks, he ties Eldon Smith franchise record at 19 and a half. Um, you know, uh, this. Tell me about this Raiders offensive line. Tell me about their offense. What what can you expect out of Jared Stidham? I mean, you know, I, obviously, I don't need a toot. The Niners weren't too much, but they're the number one defense right now, right? So what say you, AJ from the Bay? Man, I'm telling you, you got the number one defense for a reason, for those exact reasons that you said. You know, you have you have a D line that's playing out of their mind. They're 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 creating that pressure and they're getting to the quarterback. And and that's the one thing about a Kyle Shanahan team that we have seen in in all these years. Right. Is you know, we think Shanahan and we think the offense, right? Because of his dad is in John Elway and all those Broncos years and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Outside zone run scheme, exactly. play action, right? You right. Know? But but what what something that I've, I've always seen with Kyle is that he has always had a vaunted defense, and his defense is looking really good this year. These guys have been healthy and they've been applying the pressure. Now uh, Raiders offensive line. You know, they've been giving Derek Carr the time he needs to make these plays. Have they? Yeah. They've been giving yeah, he's yeah, been giving okay. the, so so it's it's not like a complete scramble. Now, you know, things will happen, you know, assignments will be missed, you know, things break down. Um but Stidham has to be able to get the ball out quick. Okay. Especially against a team like that. You can't hold on to the ball. You gotta go through your progressions real fast and you gotta know exactly where to put the ball. You can't you can't wait for a receiver to get open. You have to throw him open. You, I mean that's <laughs> oh, it's so simple, right? It's, Just throw him open. You have to throw him open, you know, and like you have to be able to trust that your receiver is going to go out there and make a play. Right. You got some horses out there like Devontae who can easily he makes plays. Devontae Adams versus Traverius Ward. That's the matchup I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can get that in single coverage. And give him the ball in the right space, he'll make the play. Right. You know? Right. But but again, he's gonna he's gonna have his work cut out for him. He's got he's got a he's got a DB who's gonna be on him. 
that that is highly touted right now. And then, you know, and again, this defense, what number one defense in the league right now? I will say this though. Um, the, the one caveat, uh, about the Snyder's defense is, uh, they're safety playing. I love Hufunga, USC, you know, he's, he's a dog, but you know, um, he's relatively young. He, he bites. And as you've seen, he can, he can get blessed in coverage. AK, I'm looking at Darren Waller. Um, any, any, any other thoughts about the offense? And that's the thing too. You know, you got a guy, you got a stud like Darren Waller who, who I am just, I'm huge on Darren Waller. I'm a huge Darren Waller fan. Uh, not just from the perspective of his gameplay, Right and and how well he plays the game, right? But for the cloth of man that he is, coming back from what he came from, you know, realizing his problem with you know addiction to drugs and alcohol, turning his life around, and now he has a little bit over five years sober. Has it been five years? It's been, it's been five, five years. years. Wow! You know he's 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 been he's been a leader to his team. He's been able to show people that you could turn your life around, and he shows it on the field and off the field. So you know, big shout out to that guy. Nothing but respect for him, and actually. Because of his journey, he was actually able to help turn Max Crosby's life around. And Max Crosby has, you know, he just came up on four years sober. You know what? That's right. I totally forgot about Max yeah. Crosby too. He's got a he's got a story as well. He's got a story to tell. Yeah. And it's actually, if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to their stories, it is that of you know um, perseverance and uh, and a lot of hard work and, and triumph over you know some personal demons that they faced. And um, and that's the thing, you know, it's like. You know, more than just a game, you see these people for who they are and the standout characters that they are. So so it's good to have guys like that. And it's good to see Waller, you know, back on the field. And, you know, here's another guy who's, what, 6'4"? Six, 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 yeah, Darren Waller, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, oh, yeah, yeah. no. 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's right there. Fast as a receiver, definitely tight end build. And, I mean, if you can get that guy in open space... And he can go deep over Mufunga. That's gonna be a hard boy to take down. That's right. You the know? hardest thing for him has been available. He's been hurt all season. He's been hurt all season. He's good now. He's but, good now. You know? Yeah, but we'll see. You know. And then you know, thank God you have a good slot receiver in Renfro that that could be out there too. Another guy that's been hurt all. He's, Another he's guy. Out of hammy. He's out of hammy for like I don't know. He's out of like four or five games, right? Yeah, he's been out of it. But again, you know, here here it goes back again to throwing your receivers open and not putting them in a position because again. If you're throwing him where you need to throw the ball, man, maybe he's not getting a, a you know a Y crack. You know what I'm saying? Like an X'd out crack. Like, you know, having two people coming at him and taking him out. He's a small dude. He is. Yeah. He's a small guy, yeah, yeah. you know? And and those DBs out there and some of those safeties out there, man, they lay the wood. They lay the wood. That's you know? right. That's right. Um, shoot. Uh, I think, obviously, you guys are talking about the passing game, Devontae Waller. That's great. Um but you know what's the quarterback's best friend? Oh man, I know a, where you're going. A run game. You know what? Then this a is run a game. Thing. This is something the Niners are the number one run defense, but you need you need to commit to the run too. You gotta save Stidham, right? You gotta keep him upright. You have to save him, you have to keep him upright. And this is actually I'm really glad that you're bringing this up right Warner, now. Warner, you know, all these boys are gonna be swarming. They're gonna be swarming, they're gonna be in there. But you know what's something that I love that Josh McDaniels has brought back with this team? Oh. Power eye formation. Oh yeah, where do you that see the power me. eye in 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 the league anymore? Even Shanahan got away from it too. He does it well because of Jimmy G. He does a lot of shotgun nowadays. Yeah, a lot know? of shotgun. Yeah. You know, you have to do it. You know, with what your quarterback can give you. But I'll tell you something, man. When they line up in the eye, 
the old school, uh, you know, football fan in me just lights up because now I think you the have the Niners and the Raiders are the like the only teams that have fullbacks on the roster. Exactly, right? yeah. the only teams that have fullbacks, which is crazy. Yeah, which is cra- absolutely crazy because you know a fullback is like having another uh, offensive lineman out there for you just to help give added protection. No one has fullback. They use like tight ends on a whim, right? You, you, yeah. you, you know, it's been a treat this year to see with no. some of these Raider games is that when they go into this power eye formation and they hand the rock to um, to Jacobs. When when they when they uh, when they toss the ball back to to uh, to Derek Carr and then he goes and hits downfield. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean that just brings me back to like you know backyard football. You know playing oh playing in the streets. You know with your that's boys. Right. That's right. And you know being creative. You know I mean and and that's that's the kind of schoolyard football that I'm hoping that we're gonna get to see on Sunday. I'm hoping that we're going to get to see the trick plays. I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to get to see ingenuity from two offensive-minded kind of coaches that got tricks up their sleeves that maybe this might be a game for both of them to practice some things and get out there and have some fun. Just have some fun, right? Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Handle business. You know, start try the new year right with a bang. Yeah, yeah start the yeah. new year right with a bang. Ah, I see what you're doing there. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm licking my chops, personally. personally. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> any uh, any other final thoughts about the offense? Because uh, uh, if not, we're gonna go go to the defense. Any other any other thoughts? You know what I mean. Um, I mean, I think we've covered it from receiver to tight end to running back to quarterback play. Um, you know, um, I mean, we can eat. I mean, we could even get into special teams. I mean, Daniel Carson has been the reincarnation of um, of he's Sebastian. A tricky, he's of a Seb- tricky guy, man. Sebastian Janikowski. He's I mean, been, he's been he's been pulling pulling a lot. Yeah, he, anyways, he, yeah. he, well, he's been pulling them off, and you know what? He's been like probably the best the best kicker we've had since Sebastian Janikowski, and I've I've been pretty impressed with him. You know, um, he's going to be at home, so you're not going to have the elements of the weather or right. or any of that stuff. So that should be pretty good. I mean, this is a guy. That if it's a sixty-yard field goal, I would say use him. Okay. You know, like okay. I, would, I would say go for that, right? Versus trying to, you know, do what you got to do. But again, but again, kicking the damn field, kicking balls—that that's not going to win games. You got to score touchdowns. But it's good to know that if you needed points on the board, like he can go out there and get you those points. That's right, because they're going to be competing against the Niners, and so when the Niners are on the offense. We've been talking about Brock Purdy for a minute, and uh, he's three and zero. He's got, I believe, he's got six. I think he's got eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Shanahan being a four-year starter, the players, the whatever, but he's playing at a level that no one expected from a third-string quarterback, let alone a rookie, let alone the last pick in the draft. So you're having a Niners team that is hot right now. Um, you know, this is a team that. You know, in terms of putting the ball where it needs to be, I mean, they're the Yak boys. You saw Kittle last week, two touchdowns after the catch, making a play immediately, just putting the ball in, in the right position to, to have that. Um, isn't, that and, isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. Put the ball in the right position and allow your horses to make plays. Right? That second touchdown by Kittle, he was at the 30. It was a 10-yard play, and he just, yep. just took it to the house. Took it to the house. Because so, that's the thing. He's got speed. And, yeah. the, and the good thing is, like, we were talking about injuries and everything like that. How great is that not to have Kittle injured right now? It's been a blessing. To uh, have a healthy Kittle. Like, if, I mean, if anything, I do wonder. And hopefully, you know, uh, they stay healthy. But Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, if they ramp up and get ready for the playoffs, I mean, that's the. You'd love to see it. Yeah. You'd love to see it. That's the uh, formula. The Niners, the football guys have not been kind to the Niners when it comes to injuries these last couple of years. Yeah. Let's no, yeah. That. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, this is a violent sport, 
right? It is. Let's, 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 not, let's not sugarcoat it. Um, every team has to deal with injuries. Every team has, has loss. But damn, man, if, if y'all ain't the most snake-bitten team when it comes up to key players getting, getting snake-bit at, at the worst time. Yeah. You know, but, but, but that's how you could tell you have a great, uh, really good culture. Here's, here's where I'm going to throw the Niners the flowers, right? Oh, come, come, this come, is, come, this come, is, come this is, this is, this is the great culture that's being built, you know, with, um, with your GM, right? With, uh, uh, damn, what's his name again? Uh, John Lynch. Yeah, John Lynch, right? First former, time GM of that, yeah. Yeah, form, former, former Bronco. Um, you know, so, so, you know, it's that culture that he's building, getting the right guys in the building and then having that whole entire next man up mentality. A lot of teams talk about next man up mentality. You don't you don't necessarily see it so much with a lot of these teams. But right now you're seeing that with the Niners at the very highest position from quarterback. Yeah. Now if you can keep getting next man up kind of contribution from quarterback on down, everyone should be like, well, if this kid can come out of nowhere Get the nickname Mr. Irrelevant. Ouch. Hurt my feelings. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. Um, and then maybe let that be the fuel to drive him. Oh, he's running with it right now. There's a, I won't say a Joe Montana-esque vibe with him. Man, but all you Niner people you are know, doing this. You, you know, nah, 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 he's got like, some swag though, man. Nah, nah, let me, let me call some, him these jets real quick. He's got some swag, let baby. Let me call him these jets, man. You're not the only... Yeah, just the West, he, I'm going to tell you something. You're not the only Niner person who's trying to put a crown on this man's head already. He's got some swag, baby. I'll just say that. He well, does. He does. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and, and you have to. You have, you have to have moxie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're going to play that position, you got to have some moxie. You got to have some... Mm, you know? Because um, it's... It, there's only what? 30, 30 jobs? Yep. 30, 32. Yep. 30, 32 jobs? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're one of 32 in this world? Right. Bro. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got to have some moxie, man. You got to be that dude. And you have to always feel like you're that dude, even if you're the third string. Now, I want to say, man, Brock Purdy has had had the fortunate opportunity being Mr. Irrelevant, flying under the radar, not really having a whole lot of tape on him that coaches can coach up against, see tendencies, see what he's doing, you know, to, to scheme against, right? But now, what we got three weeks of tape over here, and that's the thing too. I, I personally thought even at Seattle, coming off the oblique injury, that you know uh, the honeymoon would eventually end, meaning that he's due for a bad game. He has to be due. I mean, you know, uh, it's the NFL. It's 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 a it tough, happens. It happens. It's a there, tough man. league, um, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So here's the thing. Right now, I mean, I don't know if this is gonna be the game where he finally collapses or falls in because obviously I feel pretty good about the the Niners but you know there's you got Crosby but there's no Chandler Jones there's no Denzel Perryman I mean defensively like how are you going to get to this Niners offense well we're hoping that you know the um the guy who also entered that draft which we mentioned his name earlier Cleveland Farrell that he comes back into that role and steps in and really makes a name for himself because here's a guy who was on the chopping block here's a guy who got let go from the team and then all of a sudden came back and and now he's playing a lot better. He's playing a lot better. He's making plays. And, and that's what we need to see. We're going to need to see other guys really, truly step up. And, and honestly, when you got a guy like Brock Purdy who's been humming and finding and throwing his receivers open, right. you're really hoping that the DBs don't choke it up and that they go out there and they make plays. Now, not a whole lot of interceptions this year from our, from our defensive backs. Yeah, I was going to say that. But. Not a whole lot. But, <laughs> but I've watched this team and I've watched their games. Um, they don't make it easy. 
Okay. They don't make it easy. It's not like they're. It's not like you know touchdowns are being thrown on them twenty four seven. But they're they're making plays to bat the ball down. They're making plays where they they they're really close to having interceptions, um, but it just falls through their hands. Um, it's always like a bend don't break sort of a bend don't break yeah. kind of situation. If okay. if they can just continue to play like imagine that having the worst defense in the league. And you were still within a stone's throw away of making the playoffs just if you had better quarterback play? Yeah. No, I, I feel that. They win. They. How many games have the Raiders lost this year by one score? Five. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They've been up by double digits for five. Four. Ga- four, four games. Four. Four. Okay. Four games. Cardinals, double digits, halftime. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and they lose those games. You lose to Baker Mayfield and the Rams? Come on. You had that game in the bag. You man. lost to the Cardinals. Come on, man. You had a solid lead. And you're playing against Kyler Murray and all the dysfunction that's going on there in Arizona. That's right. You you had you had a solid lead against against um uh what's that called? The Steelers. I mean you 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 had these games where you were there. So you can go back to, to the Chiefs. They were up. They were up they against were, the Chiefs. Considerably, and, yeah. And and it was like, wow, it's like this is the Raiders team that we were looking at. Yeah. And your quarterback in the second half can't get you first downs. It's rough. That's not that's not that's not scheming. That's not your offensive coordinator. That's you putting the bread in the basket, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You trying to get that butter on that bread? Or you just trying to leave that toast on the floor, man. Like I'm, I'm trying I'm trying <laughs> to figure this out, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so I mean, um, any other thoughts about the defense? Because uh, this Niners offense, they're humming right now. You know, they that, bend, don't break, keep, keep it honest. But I mean, I wish I could say more about the defense, but honestly, it's um, it, it, there, there's not a whole lot to say when you're coming in 30th in the league in defense. They, they definitely do have to play better. Um, they got to figure out a way to to either make this team fumble, like if if you know if they can. Um, so ball security and protection for the Niners is going to be huge because Raiders have been doing a pretty good job about punching balls out sure. and trying to get that stuff going because they're, they're not because they're not grabbing interceptions, man. So if you're not grabbing interceptions, you got to do what you can to try and get that ball. Right, right. So whether it's either applying the pressure on the quarterbacks because, you know, Max Crosby is still having one hell of a year this year getting to the quarterback. That's another thing. I would say Max Crosby versus Mike McGlinchey. I, I think that would be a, a nice matchup. That's going to be a great matchup. That would be a nice matchup you to know? have at, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing, you know, like a lot of these uh, sports uh, sports folks out there, they like to say Max Crosby has a high motor. Um, yeah, that high motor is, seems to be used a lot when it pertains to certain... Uh, I mean, back in the day, they used to say Gruden Grinder, right? Yeah, Gruden, he's a Gruden <laughs> Grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, 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 they say uh, key words depending on what race your uh, player is, but that's another story for me. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, but he's got a high motor, and, and it's true, man. He does he does have a high motor. Sneaky and he, athleticism. Sneaky right? athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy's got high twitch yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man oh man you you have, hey listen man just the west I'm, I'm glad you're not one of those kind of uh those kind of uh sports talks where you know you kind of use those those catchphrases because because yeah. i think you we, know, all, we all know we all we all know we all know what that means yeah uh, it's code um but yeah man but um yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, me right now, I'm Mr. Pessimistic. I'm, I'm looking at a low-scoring ball game. I'm thinking that... Bring it home. What's, what's the final score? Man, what's the final score, AJ, from the Bay? Put, a, put it on the board. What do we have? Final score, since I'm predicting the under on 35, I'm going to say 34. So I'm going to say that this is going to be like a 21-7. 
maybe you know twenty uh twenty one ten uh kind of ball game. Okay. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Twenty one ten kind of ball game. You know, you're probably going to be right around there. Um, maybe twenty one thirteen. Uh, something right around that. I don't, I think there's going to be a whole lot of Pedialyte being passed around. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, man. But it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games where, you know, maybe even on both sides, not a lot of people are gonna be like, you know, they're not gonna try and you know do too much and try and get injured. You know, you got a Raider team that obviously knows that they're not gonna make the playoffs. So although some guys might come through and play really hard, you're gonna have some guys who probably might not want to give a hundred percent effort out there, and and might just kind of like you know pack it in early and save their body and save themselves so that way they can, you know try and get a contract or if not try and see if they could hit the open market yeah no, i, I mean, mean I'd, uh, I'd, I'd hate to say it like i love josh jacobs i want josh jacobs to be a raider forever uh, he's been the one of the greatest running backs we've had since um you know since napoleon kaufman i'm gonna say oh, since since oh, you know like and napoleon okay. kaufman was really good man you know but yeah. but you know like you know since marcus allen since the days of bo jackson like you know raiders have had like some really good running backs um, but Darren McFadden wasn't the guy that we had thought that he was going to be. And Josh Jacobs has been really good. You know, in the past couple of years, though, he's been injured. He's been hit by that injury bug. And funny how this is his uh, contract year, and he's having the best running year since... Uh, yeah, they declined his, his fifth-year option. Yeah. If anything, uh, him and uh, and Pharrell, they're the last of the, the class. They've had a ton of first-round picks, as you know. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot. I mean, J, uh, David Ornette and Ar- Ar- Abrams. He, Abrams, yeah. yeah. He 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 got shifted out, and um, and actually that that was a guy who I had a lot of high hopes for too. I mean, that guy, his first game as a rookie, you know, the, everything you saw is that kid could lay the wood, and what did he do? The first game goes all out. Oh yeah, hits a guy so hard that he injures himself, and he's done for the year. Yeah, and it's yeah. like man, you know, he's you know the the guy. He, He's a hard hitter, but he he you know he, he just goes too all out where he's not making a smart football play. Last time I checked, he's actually uh, just the West. He's he got signed by the Seahawks. A uh, little little Jamal Adams esque sort of vibe. I don't yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's still on there, but you know. No, I, I think I think I wish, he I, I think he the got there, and I think that they let him go again. Yeah, and I think he I think he surfaced on some other team. I don't so. know. I don't know if he's with the Browns now or something like that. But you know he's. He's he's going to be one of those journeymen, and and hopefully you know he'll find a team where you know he could he could play right, and, and it's a very violent position that he plays. So hopefully you know he could play smarter and not not harder. You right. Know what I'm saying like right. Right. Uh, that that's that's what you hope. But let's get into the rest of this NFC West and yeah. the rest of these matchups, man. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, see yeah. What's up. Let's do it. So my prediction for this game, uh, I say I'll say like 27-13. you know, yeah, yeah. right? I think we're on this on the same vibe, you know. The Niners will will take care of business, but it won't be too high scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be very surprised because, like last week, the Commanders and the Niners it was seven seven, and the next thing you know, it was like thirty seven twenty. So shit happens, right? Yeah, you never know, man. Football's crazy. Shit happens. I mean, shoot, this season's been crazy. I mean, you see some of these games and how lopsided they've been, and you think, wow, this is going to be a good game, like that Dallas uh, Vikings game. Oh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see that coming that week. Oh, man. you're talking about uh, the, the, the Colts-Vikings game, uh, 33-0. That's another yeah. one, too. Colts-Vikings, too. I mean, I thought that that was in the bag. I thought the Colts had it. In the biggest comeback ever, right? You know, like, it's, it's, this has been a wild season, man. Exactly. Seen a lot of crazy things, man. Well, onwards we go. So, we talked plenty of Niners football. We'll talk about the 10 a.m. game. Uh, we, we don't have to... Cardinals, you know, HBO Hard Knocks right now. They actually might be... Hard Knocks, you might see the first coach in Hard Knocks history to get fired because you have Cliff Kingsbury on the on the hot seats at Atlanta. Atlanta needs 
to win this game, obviously, to be in playoff contention in the NFC South, which isn't too ideal. Um, the Falcons, Horrible division, man. It's a, it's a pretty rough division. Well, I mean, like I said, the Bucks, the Panthers, they're all in the mix, and they're all under 500. The Falcons, you know, when, when teams are even, the home team is favored by three, give and take. And so that's exactly what it is. Falcons are favored by three, over under 42. Colt McCoy, he's back. He's back off concussion, so it can't get any worse than what you saw on, on Sunday nights. Um, you know, you don't have to go in too much detail. but Man, I'll, mean, I'll, I'll let you know right now. Falcons going to win that game because they got something to play for. They do. And, they the, do. Car- and the Cardinals, honestly, right now, I Cliff Kingsbury is a handsome man. Handsome guy. But he ain't a coach, man. Like and they wanted the next Sean McVay, you, the you, next Kyle Shanahan, that, right? That's perfectly fine. You 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 know what? Just the West, you all have a handsome coaching division over here. Even Pete Carroll, you know Sandy Pete, you know like he's, he's <laughs> you know what I'm saying like right. you, you got a bunch of hinge candidates. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? You got but, just the West. We out here. You right. know you, you, y'all out here with your coaches, man. You you guys all have broadcasting futures and and, and everything else like that. But Cliff Kingsbury is is not the answer. I mean, you got you have. A guy like Kyler Murray over there, where you gotta go and give him a contract that puts a clause to ask him to read. Yeah, <laughs> to put a clause put in the there. iPad down. Son. Put the iPad yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 do your job. Be a professional. Right. I don't think I've ever heard that before in my life, man. I don't think I've ever heard that before, where yeah. someone in there has to have a clause in their contract to be a professional at that position. They got so much bad press from it. They, they took it out, but the damage was already done. The damage was done. Yeah, the damage done. was done, and then you could see the you could see the non-existent fireworks between him and his head coach, and Colt McCoy. You know Colt McCoy way too well, being a former Niner and everything else like that. Yeah, nice kid. He ain't going to take a team nowhere, man. And you want to talk about like you know I was listening to another radio show, Sports Talk, and they were talking about the, using the word choke and choke artist. Right. And you know it's like maybe it's overused, uh, maybe it's not used at the at the perfect times. But Colt McCoy is a choke artist. Make make no mistake. Like that that guy that guy you know he he folds under the brightest lights. And for Atlanta, um, they're gonna have their lights on pretty bright. And they, they, this is rookie a quarterback Desmond Ritter. Yep, he, he gets the start. Yeah, he gets the start. And and guess what? They have something to play for in that crummy division. Right. Yeah, you know, they're they're gonna bring their A game. They got better than a dumb and dumber. You know, there's a chance. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah. <laughs> I think if the Falcons run the ball, uh, you know, Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier, um, Cordell Patterson. You know, their defense is right right in the mix. Yeah, they. I think they got a good chance, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, really quick, I'd say Falcons take this 24-16. That's just my gut check. Uh, it spreads three. What would say you about this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say closer to what you were thinking. I'm gonna say like 27, 27, 20. 27, 20. Okay. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a one touchdown game. Um, they're they're gonna cover that spread, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 27, 20. I think it's gonna be entertaining. They're playing inside a dome, so you're you know you're not dealing with the elements, you know, and they're gonna be out there, and it's going to, I think that that's that might be a more fun game than, than what people are thinking. Okay, okay, right on. Onwards we go. Uh, we have my favorite team. Oh, oh wait, wait, and, and oh, I, I want to take that back too, just to kind of go back to that 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 Falcons game too. Remember, you got you got two birds playing against each other. Battle and, of the birds. That's right. Yeah, battle of the birds, and 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 you got and you got one of these teams flying in from 
from Arizona where they're going to be out in Atlanta, in Hotlanta for New Year's Eve at Magic City. And I'm telling you something, they ain't going to Magic City for those chicken wings. Man, you always talking about these keys to the game off the field, whether it's in Vegas or whether it be in Atlanta. The off the field these, tangibles, man. These things are man. factors to consider, right? Yeah, this is New Year's Day, yeah, right? This is New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, man. Uh, you're going to have you can, a whole lot of PD light. All right. <laughs> you got PD light as a sponsor for your show, right? Well, let me ask you this. Is, uh, is Seattle a, a cracking city for, for, for parties? Because the Jets visit Seattle and, uh, you know... Robert, Robert Sala and the crew, they're going to have Mike White as the quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson has been benched. He's not even, he's not going to suit up. He's, he's benched. And you have Geno Smith. Uh, he didn't, you know, let me see the spread for this. Uh, the Jets are favored by one and a half. So the Seahawks are home dogs over under 42 and a half. Initial thoughts on this game. This game, it's, a, it's an interesting game. Uh, from what I understand, Tyler Lockett is supposed to be back off his uh, hand surgery. Um... The Jets are kind. Of, I mean, they're still in it. Seahawks. Not, I think both teams are. Um, they're kind of middling right now. You know. You know, Jess West. I'm gonna let you know something, man. This is not going to be sleepless in Seattle. Uh, I think that. <laughs> I think Seattle is a sleepy town for these New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think. I think Salah. You know, being uh, you know former DC for the Niners and everything like that, faced up against Pete Carroll many times. I think he knows what he's up against over there against the Pete Carroll team. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm actually thinking that this is going to be an ass-whooping. I think that the Jets are going to come through. They got White back. That kid has shown that he can be a quarterback in this league, and I think that he's going to put it on him. I think that this game is going to be like 31-10. Uh, I think I think I think the Jets are going to give him the business. That 12th man, you could be out there and be as loud as you want in your aluminum seats. Um, it, it it's not going to matter, man. It's going to be a quiet stadium. I think that the Jets are going to come out, punch him in the face. Um, you're talking about a New York team that's that knows how to deal with outside weather, so the weather's not going to be a factor. Nope. Um, that that that's a city that you know what? I'm sorry, there is no party going on. Once that ball drops at midnight at 12:01, everyone's in everyone's in their bed. Um, I, and I don't even think the Jets are going to be out. I think that they're going to be focused on business. I think Salah is a good coach, man. I think that he's going to have this team focused and laser ready for, for this game. I'm thinking that it's going to be like a 31-10 ass whooping. 31-10. That's a statement win. That's a statement win. For the great Mike White. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm sorry, man. Geno Smith, I like you a lot, but there's a reason why you've bounced around this league. And, and you're, you're going up against the team that drafted you. you. If you don't think that there's some ghost that he's going to be thinking of that's going to come at him, like maybe he might show up, right? Because it, this is the team that drafted him, and maybe that's going to give him the fire that he needs, or whatever it is. But I'll tell you, man. Like Seattle has had a disappointing season. I think that O line is not going to be able to keep him safe. I think that he's going to be under duress. I think that that Jets D line is going to be getting to him. And um, Salah is a great defensive mind minded guy, man. He's going to have that defense ready to play this game. Okay. I'm on. I'm on the other side. I say that because coast to coast, you know, the Jets are going all the way to the West Coast. Um, Seattle, you know, they're home dogs. Uh, I I think that you guys are uh, underestimating the Seahawks offense. Ken Walker, uh, obviously, they lost to the Chiefs at KC last week, twenty-four to ten. But you know, he uh, the kid out of Michigan State ran the ball well. He had a hundred yards. I think he can certainly. Keep it honest with this Jets defense, like you mentioned before. A great front seven, but with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf back, I think there's going to be some cooking. I think there's going to be some cooking. What time uh, is that game at? It's a it's a one o'clock game. One o'clock, so that makes it three o'clock in the afternoon for these guys in New York. Yeah, yeah, 
So you think they'll be? I think that they're going to be okay. up and ready for it. Okay. I think that they'll be up and ready for it. They're, you know, I, I, you know, DK Metcalf. It's it's a great sign to have him back. Um, but we're not talking about DK Metcalf of a couple years ago, man. We're talking about DK Metcalf this year, and he he just. Well, the over under is forty two and a half. I think with Mike White, you know, he's he's got plenty of playmakers in the sense where you got Elijah Moore, you got um, Garrett Wilson, and then you know. The Seahawks, they have Metcalf and Lockett. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think in the end, um, we'll be pleasantly surprised. Fantasy football owners will enjoy this. I think it will be 31-28 Seahawks. I think it's going to be a little oh, bit more okay, wiggle. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that my So you're thinking a high scoring game for sure. I think that both teams are going to air it out a bit more. Okay. Um, and I think that the home team comes out with the win at the end. Wow. 31-28. Nice, okay. And I, and I say that's just because... Um, you know, as as good as this Jets defense is, I, I think that the Seahawks are still, especially on the years of the day, especially with Pete Carroll, I feel like he's still he's still got a little something. Yeah, he's still got something there. Yeah, yeah I know. exactly. I, I can see that. Because let me, let me ask your thoughts on this. What happens if if this is what I'm thinking? What happens if this is a Jets blowout? Does Pete Carroll come back next year and coach this team? Or do are they going to be forced to make that change now, finally? I'd say... Because of their early success, because they've had a stellar draft class, they've had, you know, Woolen's going to make the Pro Bowl, you got two rookie tackles that are going to be pretty much starting for the next couple years, and they have, uh, shout out to the Broncos and Russell Wilson, they have a top five pick, Yeah, they have a top five pick and their own pick. And so help is on the way. Yeah. So even though they end the season on a sour note, because obviously you don't like losing to the Niners you know, getting swept and, you know, having this sort of division at 7 and 8 currently right now. Uh, I think that um, better times are ahead. And because of that, that affords Pete Carroll and what he's done up to this point, more time. You know? Yeah. No, right. I, I, I could see that too. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in favor of that because, you know, very similar to him building the USC program from yeah. his college days. Yeah. He built this program in Seattle. Seattle was one of those teams where you'd look at it and be like, ha, you know, they ain't got nothing there. I mean, when they had Holmgren, okay, sure. But even at that, they really couldn't get over the hump, right? They had that one Super Bowl year drive with Hasselback and, and uh, Alexander. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they, they looked good over there. But after that, they really haven't had much. And Pete Carroll came through and, you know, he had the Legion of Boom going on. And they won one Super Bowl. They should have won two. They could have they they won, won two. They could have won, won two. Russell Wilson was, you know, this, you know, Mobile quarterback at the time who was making electric plays and getting the ball out there, um, you know it's like he was able to help build that team. But but you're right, he was at least he was able to get the one. I think it'd be a different story if he just got there and didn't win it. Well, um, but that's, I think that's Shanahan's from right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. He's getting there and and he's winning against his division rivals, right? Yeah. And but like you know, there's there's all that chatter. Like, what would you rather have? Would you have rather have like a Sean McVay who keeps losing to Shanahan? But has that Super Bowl. And that hurts me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or or would you rather be Shanahan where you see him all the time, you're always beating him all the time. But it's like it's like, you know, when I think about it, it's like he he got what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why Andy Reid for the longest time was, you know, the elephant on the wall was he can't win it. Yeah, he can't win it. But once you once you once you do one time, you're yeah. Your your demons are released. You're, You're released, and you, know? you and you play a little bit more free. Yeah, I you finally think, did it. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, going going back to your Niners, I think that this is got to be this got to be the year. I don't care who your quarterback is. This got to be the year where you can get that monkey off your back for your for your coach's sake. So that way, it shows the rest of the league and everybody else. It's not my quarterback. It's me. I'm the coach. Sure. 
You know what I'm saying? Like sure. he's he's got to. I think he's got to prove that to himself. I think he's got to. He's got daddy issues. He got to prove that to daddy, uh, right? Because dad's like got his super. Again. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's got to prove that to a lot of naysayers and people saying that he just can't get it done. Yeah. But by but by no means or stretch, man. He's in my eyes. He's getting it done. He's got a competitive team that's willing to run through a wall for him, and it's, they're they're making plays and they're getting things done. Um, can't win the big one. You're right. Like Andy Reid. It's just a matter of time. You just got to keep knocking at that door. Andy Reid, his thing was clock management before. It's always hindsight, too, because whether it's earlier this season or last season, um, you know, the Niners have gotten to some pretty bumpy starts. The fire Shanahan move, you know, and all that. Yeah, so, it, and now, now look where they are. Yeah, man. Everyone's in that cancel culture kind of mob mentality. I think people need to cool their jets sometimes and just allow things to. Well, especially these Bay Area fans. To play. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niner fans are also Warrior fans and Warrior fans, you know. There's, there's, you know, a, there's a lot right? of fair weather fans yeah. out there, you know what I'm saying? We can get a whole entire another Warriors discussion later on if you want to, because I, 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 got, I got some stuff on that. But, but I'll tell you something, man. Like, there's a lot of fair weather fans out there who, who just want to see the end result. You know, there's a lot of people out there who just want to, you know, show, you know, t- tell me when you're winning. Nah, man, be in the trenches. Yeah. Like, be in, be in the trenches. See what these people go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you really want to be there for a team? You'll be there in the good, the bad, the ugly. It's, I, listen, man, being a sports fan, it's like, it's like being married. You know? <laughs> how so? How so? You know? The through, through sickness and in health, richer, poor. Till death do us part. Yeah. Raider nation till I die, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, people could say what they want to, but man, I'll rock with my team till the wheels fall off. And, and and that's what it should be. When I see those people bounce around wearing different jerseys, like, you know, all of a sudden they're they're all wearing Tom Brady jerseys and everything like that. And they're all Patriots fans in the Bay Area. And all of a sudden you start seeing them walk around with, with Tampa Bay jerseys. And it's like... That's right. <laughs> what? It's a... Uh... Well, I mean, that's uh, a yeah. sports fan. It goes both ways. Either you got some diehards or you got some fair weather fans. That's just what it is. That's like, just what it is. Um, but, but don't but don't start getting on radio shows and, and start up your own podcast calling for some man's job who's actually doing the damn work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, you're sitting on your height. You know, you're paying $150 for a ticket to show up one time a year? Yeah, get, get on my face. There's a lot of people, <laughs> some keyboard ninjas, you know, on, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, they got Everyone got something to say on Twitter. Yeah, everyone, everyone's tough. Everyone put their best picture on. I know, I know, I know. So, all right. Well, last game of the NFC West. Uh, it's a 125 game. And it's a, well, it's not Battle of the Bay, but it's, it's Battle of LA. You have the Rams at... The Chargers, but wait, they share the same stadium. It doesn't matter, right? It's at SoFi. Oh, it's kind of like the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, it's a Laker-Clipper rivalry, right? Yeah, the Rams at the Chargers, same stadium. The Chargers are favored by, uh, depending on how you put it, six and a half, seven. So like a touchdown. Once again, over under forty-two and a half. Um, the Chargers, they, I'm sorry, but they won the AFC West. They did. They they won last week. So I mean. I don't know. Uh, Wait, the Chargers won? No, they didn't. No, no, no. They didn't beat no, no, KC. No, no, no. no way. No, no, no. They, they did not beat, beat. All right. They did not win the West. Thank you. <laughs> but they clinched. They the clinched. They, they, there they, you they go. Clinched, My apologies. Clinched, yeah, no, they clinched a wild card spot. And good for them, you know. Uh, screw them. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what say you about this game, you know? So, so listen, I'm going to let you know something. At the very first game of the year, uh, the Raiders played against uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, and um, yeah. at SoFi, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough uh, to get a ticket to be there. 
And I'll tell you something. That is a beautiful stadium. I want to go to that stadium. I want to go to a Niners Rams game. Like yeah. it looks. If lit. you if you haven't been there yet, that is uh, kudos to them uh, for jumping on Stan Kroenke's Stan Kroenke's coattails. That's how you build a stadium, though. That's how you build a stadium. That's how you build a stadium. It yeah. was an indoor outdoor stadium all at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know they blocked out the sun. They had cool air element going on around all sides. That screen around there, I mean, it was it was rocking. That place was rocking. And you know what? Typical LA game. Um, it felt like a LA Raider game, you know? Okay. You had you had all your Raider fans show up, and that was another one of those close game too. That towards the end, yeah, despite the bad quarterback play of Derek Carr throwing interceptions throughout that game ah. and throwing touchdowns to the other team, um, we were in it at the end. And yeah. I believe we lost that game by three, four points. Um, so so that was another one score game that the Raiders could have got, but you know, I digress, right? Yeah. Um looking at this Chargers team, they're beatable. They could be beat. Yeah, but, of course they're beatable. I mean, the but, last couple of years they they've had a great roster, but they just, you know. They can't they couldn't put it together. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. Uh Herbert is a good quarterback. And um when it comes down to the end of games and he needs to make plays, he's pretty serviceable and he can make those plays. And and you're right. They they got the wild card spot, but they can't sit back on their laurels either. This is a Chargers team that needs to win and keep winning and bring that momentum into the playoffs. That that's something that they're going to have to do. The Rams they're out of the picture. You know Baker Mayfield. Um, that's another team that the Raiders shouldn't have lost to. Right? Baker Mayfield comes right off the street and comes in over there and plays. Ooh, that was Thursday night football. That was Thursday night football. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Like three days. Yeah. He. He had something to play for to show the rest of the league that he could still play. And guess what? The guy could still play. He can. And what did he do the following week against another AFC West team? The Broncos. Yep. They rolled it on them 51-14 to 14 yeah. on Nickelodeon commentary. Yep. It was, yeah. it was yeah. some funny stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you something, man. Baker Mayfield is trying to show everybody, yeah, if you put me with the right coaching staff, you put me on the right team. People could say what they want about Baker Mayfield, like he's a party guy or whatever like that. He's he's not, man. That guy's about his books. He's got some off-the-field... Uh, he's got his off-the-field stuff, yeah. sure. But to come in, pick up a playbook that you've never learned before, yeah. can can spit the language out there to your team and get them running plays, these are these are complex plays. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not... Sean McVay offense is a Shannon offense, and yeah. it's, it's a lot of shit to... It's not, it's not like you're just out there saying blue 42 set hut, you yeah. know, spider Y2 banana. Yeah. You know? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Gruden. Yeah, yeah shout out to Gruden. <laughs> but, you know, it's like... It's like you're out there running some uh, make a left at the grocery store kitchen, uh, you know, shopping cart left, right, you right. Know, back up one right, up up down right, left right, A B start going contra, break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, those are the kind of plays that you're talking about, man. That's not an easy language to learn. Terminology is a tough thing, man, and he picked that up quick. So kudos to him. I think that this is going to be an entertaining game to watch, and in classic Chargers fashion. Down to the wire, just like a Philip Rivers ran team. Okay. Chargers down by three. So you're taking the points. Marching 90 yards down the field with a minute and a half left to go. Can they do it? I think it's going to be a nail biter, man. Oh, so that's a spicy game. Okay. It's going to be a spicy game, Okay, so Baker Mayfield versus Justin Herbert. Uh, For myself, I'm a little bit... uh, I'm not going to lie. I have Austin Eckler on like all my fantasy teams. So (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for. And I also have... I have, well, nope, no, I have Eckler. Eckler is going to be my horse, so I'm rooting for the Chargers to win. I, I, do I think they cover? 
I think to your point, uh, give me like a 20, I think like a 28, 24 game. That's what I, I think it'll thinking. be spicy in, in, in that sense. But I was kind of thinking that. I was thinking like a 28, 27 down to the wire. 28, 27, really? Okay, so like this is like a truly a battle of yeah. L.A. sort of. Sort yeah. Of okay. I mean, you, you, you have, let's face it, man. You, we were talking about fair weather fans, right? L.A. is not a sports town, right? L.A. has their pick of the litter to do whatever the hell they want, right? They have a lot of good things going on for them. They're the only city that has two teams, respectively, for baseball, for football, for basketball. And hockey. And hockey. You know? That's right. Yeah, I don't so, know. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a city that has all of this. And if you're not winning, you're not showing up. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the other team. You're not buying merchandise. Yeah. You're not buying swag. Like, you know... Let's face it, man. Los Angeles, I don't care what season it is or what time it is, it has always been a Raiders town, right? Right. Everybody rep Raiders out there. Right. But, you know, you have the Rams that won that Super Bowl recent, and people are a victim of, you know, the living in the now. Yeah. Right? They're a victim of living in the now. Uh, last time I was in LA, I've never seen so many people wear Ram stuff. It's and, a Ramley, baby. And, and, right? you know, and, and it's there. And, and you know, San, San Diego... I mean, I would just wish that they could have had some deep pockets out there to help build them a stadium to keep them in San Diego because that's that's a San Diego team. Uh, you know, San Diego is really the redheaded stepchild in all of this. Um, they don't have a single damn professional sports team for nothing. Um, it's rough. And, you know, for them to make that trip to L.A., it's not that far of a trip, guys. It's two hours. You know, right. you could do it. You right. know, but at the same time, too... Um, that's a that's another fair weather fan base too that doesn't stick behind their team, and I mean, it, it sucks for them because you know what they have a really good team to get around. They, they got a, a they got team. a good team. They got a good team. So that's why this game is so important because you really have the battle of L.A. and for the battle of that market, who's going to win that L.A. dollar? Yeah, you know, like that's what they need to see. And and L.A. L.A. fans, they're not just going to come through and root for you, Chargers. They're not, man. You got a lot of Raider fans out there still. They ain't going to just turn coat and all of a sudden root for you, man. Like I said, being being with your team is a marriage, man. And you know, like the divorce rate's high right now. Oh, but <laughs> the divorce rate's high. But but I'll tell you something, man. Like if you can win a fan base over and you can start having some winning seasons and get your team into the playoffs on a regular basis, you might end up seeing more powder baby blue out there and some bolts out there, you know. And and you know these these Rams. You know, just because you won a Super Bowl, you see how fast people turn coat when you have a bad season. They don't care if you're fucking on chunky soup commercials, yeah, feeding the whole entire city soup. Um, they, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying they they they're gonna they're gonna want to see you win. So I think that this is gonna be a game where you have two teams that are gonna be going at it. It might be a statement game because the Chargers are on the up, and you know it's gonna be a very interesting off season for the Rams because I have no idea what they're gonna do. They have a lot of questions moving forward. But if the Chargers make a statement on Sunday and you go into the offseason, there might be a, a change of hand for fandom because, like, to your point about L.A. F- fandom, it can go either way. It can go either way. It goes either way, man. It can go from royal blue to powder blue. I don't know. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, so. Um, all right. Well, hey, AJ from the Bay, I appreciate your time. Happy holidays. I appreciate you coming through. For the record, I, I really... Um, when you reached out about a month ago, I, I was just like, okay, okay. But you actually, you know, kept tabs. You're like, I still want to make it happen. Despite the win-loss record with the Raiders, despite everything that's going on as we go into 2023, you know, uh, I'll give you a lot of credit for being, you know, a loyal Raider fan. 
So thank you for that. Any no, any final parting words? Hey. We- you know what? I just want to uh, thank you, Just the West, for bringing me on your platform again over here, so we could uh, you know talk shop, and um, and I appreciate you saying that too, because you know what? Like I said. Um, it is a marriage. Uh, just because you're you're in a down year and you're losing, that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk shit. And I know my sports, man. Like so, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We could talk Raiders. We could talk Niners. We could talk all these other teams, man. But um, I appreciate the platform. I appreciate you. I'm very grateful for being here and humbled today. And uh, happy New Year, man. Yeah, happy, happy New Year, year. brother. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So for those that uh, continue to listen to the pod, much love. You can find the podcast. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Hit that subscribe button, people. Until next time, we out here. Peace. Peace.